Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. Help for us Christian misfits. And the term misfits just simply means sometimes you feel like you just don't belong. Does that describe you? If so, you are truly welcome here, my friend. Hi, I'm Dr. J. Keith Brown. Just call me Keith. And my mission in life is to help my, quote, fellow misfits heal their hurts and move their mountains. Just a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the pleasure of speaking, teaching, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the country. I am also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books. And let me tell you, I've had the pure pleasure of coaching and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. And I am proud of all those things, but I have also experienced setbacks. I know what it's like to experience true loss, and I know what it's like to be attacked within the faith. So, I want to help those misfits out there to truly heal those hurts and move those mountains. Now, just a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So, if you need those two things, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, grab a coffee. Have a seat at my table, and let's chat. This is Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm so glad that you could join me today. I've got my coffee here. It's a brisk morning here where I am while I'm recording this. I'm so glad you could join me. Have a seat at the table. Let's talk a little bit this morning about a subject I think is important, and that subject is doubt. Doubt. Something probably those of us of faith have experienced in our life. I don't think it's very abnormal for us to have those times of doubt. Times when we go like, God, why aren't you showing up in my life right now? Or God, why aren't you fixing this problem? Or God, why did you possibly allow this to happen in my life? Why are you allowing all this hardship and grief and pain, God? Where are are you? Do you even exist? We all, I think, have those moments of despair and doubt. And the thing is, a lot of times, those of us who are faith then begin to beat ourselves up and go, oh no, why am I doubting? That's not very godly of me. Well, the truth is, I think we all do doubt at times. And I think God expects it and God understands it and God's okay with us. Now, I started coming up with this topic because I was reading from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, beginning with verse 19 and going through the verse 31. 
Now, contextually, let me just set this up. I'm not going to read all those verses today. You can go back and read them, John 19. But basically, the crucifixion of Jesus has occurred. The disciples are gathered in this upper room, if you will. They're gathered in behind this locked door trying to protect themselves. They're fearful. They're uncertain. They're going, okay, what's happened here? We followed Jesus, and now he's gone. Now what? Then you'll remember, contextually, Jesus shows up in their midst and says, peace, peace be with you. And Jesus makes this wonderful appearance to them. But what's interesting in this gospel uh, account here in John is that there was one named Thomas who was not present when Jesus first showed up. Now, we've often heard about that, uh, Thomas not being there. Doubting Thomas? How would you like to go through life with a name like Doubting Thomas? (laughs) All history knows your name as Doubting Thomas. That's not a very good way to be referred to, I suppose, or remembered. But that helps us remember that Thomas was was not there. Maybe he was out buying pizza. I don't know where Thomas was. The Bible doesn't tell us, but he wasn't there. And so when the disciples said, Thomas, you're never going to believe what happened. Jesus showed up. He showed himself to us, the resurrected Jesus. And Thomas says, ha, 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 yeah, right. Tell me another one. Thomas couldn't buy into it. So interesting enough, Jesus makes an appearance to convince Thomas that he is real. So there are times in our lives when I think we are like Thomas. For instance, there are days in my life in the past when I could call myself Doubting Keith because I was going through a great loss or a great hardship or, in my case, maybe a divorce. And, and I was crying out to God and said, God, where are you? Why did you? Why did you allow this to happen? And yet in the end, God shows up and God shows up. And God convinces me that not only is he real, but he's part of my life. He's part of yours as well. But today, I just want to remind us of some lessons when it comes to doubting our faith. And as I often do, I call myself just jokingly sometimes the king of acrostics because I love using acrostics to get a point across and to get a lesson across. Because let me tell you, even in my mind, um, it helps me remember. I, I can do an acrostic and give myself lessons based on a word. And and months, even years later, I can see that word and it reminds me of these lessons. So that's why I love using it. So today, if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, just write the word doubt vertically on the page. Doubt. And I want to just offer these suggestions to us as we reflect on this idea of doubt. So the first is this, the D. Dig into the word for yourself. I cannot tell you how many times I get around people and they start spewing scripture or they talk about theology or something like that. And I'm glad for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad they do. But but it doesn't take me but just a moment to realize that a lot of times these folks are only speaking what they've been told. They haven't taken time for themselves to dig into the word of God, into the Bible. There's a big movement going on in the world today. They call it deconstructing faith. Now, that has a negative connotation. In some cases, it is negative because there is often this desire by some to 
to belittle faith, to destroy faith in this deconstructing process. But there's also, I think, a positive when we talk about going into our faith for ourselves, examining our faith, asking the hard questions, digging into it, looking it up, researching for ourselves. Because when we do that, we're able to convince ourselves with God's Holy Spirit in us to learn and to buy in to the faith. And you can only do that when you do it yourself. Now, I'm grateful that my mother and father raised me in a Christian home. My my mother, as I've said before, had us at church every time the doors were open. I was grateful for that because it gave me a wonderful foundation in the church, a wonderful foundation in faith, and I got to understand and know who Jesus was at an early age. But even then, I had to dig into the Word myself to ever get to the point in my faith that I wanted to be. So, dear brother, sister, or however you identify this day, I want you to hear me when I say, please, dig into that faith for yourself. Do your research. Take the time. Understand for yourself. And not just some person sitting there waiting with your hands open saying, come feed me, tell me what to believe. That won't ever get you where you want to be. And where you need to be. Which brings me to the O in doubt, which is this. Own your faith. Dig into your faith, and then once you do that, own it. Your faith cannot depend on what grandmama's faith was. Your faith cannot depend on what mama and daddy's faith was. Their faith is not your faith. Their faith is not that which will get you through life. And I feel so sorry for those that have never been exposed to the faith early on. But in a way, there's a kind of a weird advantage to that. Because a lot of times those people that discover faith later in life, and they do it on their own, even from families that were not Christian, they sometimes have a deeper faith, a more excited faith, than those that were raised in the church. Why? Because they've had to do it themselves and they've had to own it for themselves, even in the midst of other people telling them they're nuts. So your faith has to be yours. Dig in it for yourself. Own it for yourself. The you. Understand that uncertainty will come. Even if you are a Christian, even if you're a person of faith, even if you have said, Jesus, I love you, and come into my life, forgive me of all my sins, give me eternal life, God, do all those things, even if there are days of uncertainty that will pop into your life. There will be times of uncertainty that will pop into your head. There will be times when you question God. And I love the fact that God is big enough and strong enough and loving enough and gracious enough to allow for the uncertainty that we sometimes have. And he's going, okay, I understand. 
And then he begins to speak to us and encourage us and to convince us. But don't get bent out of shape if you have those days of uncertainty pop up once in a while. You may think that you're some type of weak Christian, or you, you may be heard people say, well, if you ever doubt God, then you are just a, you're not a good, strong Christian. You, you're, you're just not good in your faith. You should never doubt. You should never have these uncertain times. I call baloney. Baloney. Bull. Even the most faithful and devout Christian, I think, can sometimes go through a period of uncertainty especially in the midst, as I said, of those times of pain or loss or distress. So don't beat yourself up is all I'm trying to say. But learn from them. Pray about it. And I am convinced that God will bring you back. The B in doubt. Be consistent in the disciplines. What happens if you are trying to get healthy and lose weight and you try to eat good food and you, you walk every day and you, you exercise every day and you really try to do the right thing and you keep you know doing your exercise and you're eating your salad, you're eating that lean meat, and then all of a sudden you go, you know what, I'm just not going to do this for a while. And you start sitting on the sofa watching Netflix and eating pizza every day. What's going to happen? Your body's going to go south in a hurry, isn't it? The same thing is true of our spiritual life. It amazes me how many times Christians don't pick up a Bible, and yet they want to be strong Christians. How many Christians don't spend time listening and sitting still and asking God to speak to them, and yet they want to know what God's will is for their life? Or how many people don't get on their knees and cry out to God in prayer and say, God, this is my heart. This is my needs. This is where I am. Lord God, speak to me and help me and encourage me and show me, God, I'm praying to you. How many people spend time doing that? How many people perhaps use a spiritual journey journal to write down their thoughts and those things that God is laying upon their heart? How many of them are reading materials that help fortify and edify their spiritual belief? How many are serving other people and being blessed by that? How many are just serving Christ consistently? Folks, I, I truly believe that one of the problems that we in the church have today is because we are inconsistent Christians. We don't do what we should do to grow. And just as if your body's going to react to pizza and sugar negatively, so is your faith when we don't do the disciplines, when we are not consistent in our relationship and our growth with God. So I just encourage us all to, to do better at that. And, and you know, I'm, I've got fingers, I'm looking in the mirror here, guys. You know, even though I do what I do and I teach what I teach and I do study quite a bit, you know, there's always room for more. So I'm speaking to myself as well. Let's do better. Let's spend more time in the disciplines of growing in our relationship with Jesus. What about the T, the last one, T? Well, testify 
to that which you believe. There is something, you know, even in the beginning, it said God spoke the world word in, world into creation. There's this power that comes through speech, through words, through the spoken word. And even in non-Christian circles and the self-growth arena that is not related at all to Christendom, there's this idea that when we speak that which we want or we speak that which we want to achieve, it helps fortify and strengthen the activity and the goal. It becomes more real. And I think that's true in every every aspect of life, including our Christian faith. There is great strength. There is growth. There is power when we, as Christians, at whatever level we are, testify with our words and, dare I say, our actions to that which we believe. The more we talk about something, the more real it becomes. So then we must ask ourselves seriously, pointedly, looking in the mirror perhaps, ask ourselves this question. Are you talking about Jesus? Are you sharing your faith? Are you using your faith and your words to encourage other people in theirs. Hmm. I guess we need to kind of get honest about that, shouldn't we? Well, that's the word, doubt. Those are the lessons. I hope you got those. If not, I hope you'll go back and listen again and, and write those down because I think that they are important to us. And if again, if I can get anything across to you today is this. Just remember that if you ever have doubts in your faith, it is not the end of the world. It doesn't make you a bad Christian. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you don't love God. It doesn't mean that Christ isn't there for you. It just means that you're a natural human being that goes through life, sometimes on the mountain highs and sometimes in the valleys low. And sometimes we are excited and feel and, and glorify in the mighty presence of God in our lives and we can, we can feel God in us and, and living through us and, and, and it feels so good. And yet there are times when we can go through a period of time when it seems like God might be a thousand miles away. And although that's not enjoyable or fun, it does happen, I think, to all of us. So maybe you're today, you're listening to my voice on this podcast. I hope and pray that you're on a mountaintop. I hope that you're out there screaming and saying, well, not screaming. I don't, I don't like that. I hope you're out there just speaking the love of Christ and the, the word of Christ and the and testifying to Christ. I hope that's you right now. But if you're sitting there listening to me right now and you're going, Keith, I believe. I do believe. But right now, 
I can't see God moving in my life. Right now, I can't understand what God's doing. I just can't figure it out. Well, let me tell you, we've all been to that place. And I'm also going to tell you that sometimes it's very helpful to talk to someone. So I just want to remind you that if you, if you really need somebody to talk to and to help you and to help you get clarification and understanding and to see what's going on, and because maybe you can't see the forest for the trees, then reach out to me. Let's do a, a small clarification session, okay? Because I, I want to help you. I really do. So if that's you, you can use my services. Please uh, just connect with me and, and we'll make that happen somehow, some way, okay? Well, that's it for this podcast. I certainly do appreciate you listening. I just want to remind you guys, please, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Um, also, if you're on the Apple Podcast app, please just take a second and give it a five-star rating and maybe one sentence of positive uh, recommendation. That will help us so much in our organic reach. And also, when I see that, it just blesses my heart. It really does. So please do take a moment to do that, or you can go to iTunes and do it as well if you if you feel led to do that. So until next time, I hope that you allow God to help you heal your hurts and move your mountains. And thank you so much for joining me here at Coffee with Keith. Be blessed, my friend. See you next time.